Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a good day. The Doug Gottlieb Show comes to you live daily from Southern California. We got uh, we haven't gotten Antonio Brown addressing his mental health issues. I think that's that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, uh, man, that's a beautiful thing. Um. I'm ready for this weekend's games. Anybody else? All right, anybody else like, man, I'm just chomping at the bit for this weekend's game. Woo! Yeah. Give me that again. Give me another. Give me another. Woo! Woo! There we go. You see Ric Flair is going to be in attendance at Texas, Texas Tech. Um, Chris Beard, of course, going back to Texas Tech where he's the head coach previously. And they're having Ric Flair come to fire up the crowd. That's beautiful. Woo! That's amazing. That's outstanding. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love every bit of it. Love, love every part of it. Love, 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 love. Um, okay. So I saw this and I thought it was just fantastic. Just fantastic. We're trying to make heads or tails of a lot of these kind of coaching gigs, right? And it's pretty obvious if you watch it, there's a relationship between usually GM and coach. They, they like, I can tell you right now without, and I don't know for a fact, but I have a pretty good sense, right? Uh, Bill Shane is the new general manager of the giants. Is that right? Buyer Bill Shane is the, the guy's name, right? Bill. Uh, I know Shane's his last name, Joe, Joe believe, Shane, yeah. Joe, Bill, Phil, whatever. No, Joe Shane. Um, Joe Shane was, he came with Brandon Bean. He was like, Brandon Bean was kind of a cream and sugar guy when he first got to the Carolina Panthers. Got elevated, elevated, elevated. Uh, Joe Shane was underneath him, was an intern who made it, you know, kind of became a scout, a regional scout. And then he followed Brandon Bean to Buffalo. And because that whole group, it was, you know, Sean McDermott was in Carolina as a defensive coordinator. And he comes to, to, to Buffalo Obviously, they've completely changed that thing. 17 years, no playoffs, and now uh, here they are playing for a chance to go to the AFC Championship game with an elite quarterback. And once they you start poaching assistant GMs, you know how well-respected the rest of the league is. Can, can, I, can I take a guess at who their head coach is going to be? It's going to be Brian Dable, right? And if Brian Dable doesn't get the job and doesn't take another job and Joe Shane has that job, that to me means you're not, you shouldn't hire Brian Dayball because Joe Shane knows something about him that the rest of us don't. Almost that you want to work with. This is why the Rooney rule is important because it does give you some outside the box, at times outside the box guys. It's like, look at the, the Patriots. Patriot guys go and hire other Patriot guys. Like that's why you knew the David Kelly thing was kind of reached. People would work with him. They liked him. It was fine. But now, you know, who are the first two guys they interviewed? Gerard Mayo, former Patriot linebacker, right? Now a Patriot uh, defensive coordinator. 
and Brian Flores, former Patriot defensive coordinator and, of course, former head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Patriot guy is going to bring in Patriot guys. I get to that more upcoming. Let's first get to Ben Volan, who joins us. Ben, of course, the senior writer at the Boston Globe, covers the entire National Football League. Let me go back to last week real quick, and I know, like, I know, I'm, I'm sure you hate this part that you used to cover the Patriots. Now you cover the whole league. But what do you think the Patriots do after that was a comeuppance, right? That that team fell apart at the end of the year. I know you have in, you lose one of your tackles. That's going to hurt you. Um, you trade away your best cover corner, one of the best cornerbacks in the league to save some money for future years. What do you think they do now they're back in the playoffs to take that next step? Yeah, they got steamrolled. They got flattened by the Bills last weekend, no question. Um, And to me, this isn't a a loss where you just kind of shrug it off and move on to the next season. I I think that loss combined with their other losses in December, you know, to a a Colts team that didn't make the playoffs, to a Dolphins team that had nothing to play for, that, that revealed the Patriots have some significant issues. Um, it, it, it showed that they really don't have a whole lot of punch on offense. Um, you look at the teams that are left in the playoffs, they have elite talent. A.J. Brown, um, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, you know, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, every team has elite talent. The Patriots don't have that. They have a bunch of twos and threes around Mac Jones. I think it showed that Mac Jones, I don't know if he can lift the team on his back. You know, I don't know if he is a Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes type of quarterback. And Mac might, you need to maybe surround him with lots of top talent to to get the most out of him. And the defense looks old and slow. So, like, I wrote an article this week. You know, the Patriots, from a 30,000-foot view, well, they went 10-7 and with a rookie quarterback, made the playoffs. Like, all should be well, but they have a lot of issues. Um, they spent all that money last year. It didn't get them a ton. Now they're going to have to spend a lot more money because uh, of years of, of bad drafting kind of catching up to them. So it's like, I don't know, it should be happy times in New England, but last week's blowout was just showed how far off they are and I think revealed how significantly you know the, the roster has some issues that are going to need to be addressed. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Ben Volin joins us. Okay, um, the Cowboys. You're having former Cowboys call out the play calling, uh, the head coaching, and the quarterback play. As of now, Jerry's sticking with his head coach, and we'll see what happens with his coordinators, whether or not they'll get jobs. Uh, but what do you think happens in Dallas? Well, I thought it was very noteworthy today that Jerry did his weekly radio appearance uh, on the station down in Dallas and did not, you know, condition did not uh, unconditionally support Mike McCarthy. You know, he said there, there's no reason the season ended the way it, it did, um, or it should have ended the way it did, and you know, the penalties were obviously a mess in some of the play calling, and um, it sounds like there's going to be uh, some accountability for someone. I don't know if it's going to be Mike McCarthy. Jerry's actually done a pretty good job of, of giving his coaches some space over the last like decade or so. He, he stuck by Jason Garrett probably longer than he should have. So I don't know if he wants to fire Mike McCarthy right now after two seasons, but there's going to be some accountability. And if it's not McCarthy, I think there's going to be a shakeup on the staff because that, you know I think that the Cowboys are just the second team all time to score 500 points during the regular season and then lose in the wild card round. So this is not the ending that the Cowboys thought they would have uh, they, they thought they had a much better team this year. In the end, they were classic Dallas, you know, undisciplined, penalties, not knowing the, the clock situation at the end of the game, calling a designed quarterback run when they clearly didn't have enough time to do it. 
um, just a sloppy, you know, mess of a performance by the Cowboys, which is what they're known for. And it doesn't sound like Jerry Jones is going to rest on his laurels. So Mike McCarthy might ultimately be safe, although I don't think he's sleeping well right now, but that staff is going to see some significant shakeups here. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Ben Volin is is our guest. Okay, let's let's get to the Niners and they're taking on the Packers. This is one of those games where, you know, Niners style traditionally is given the Packers fits. And the Packers, they do give up a lot of rush yards. Now, everybody's pointing out that the Packers that not only beat a team, but the Niners are different than they were then. It should be pointed out the Packers are different too, right? They're gonna get David Bakhtiari back. They acquire Whitney Merciless, who was hurt. Now he's back. Um, Zadarius Smith is back as well. What do you think of this matchup? Uh, it is intriguing, and I, I do want to pick the 49ers. I am very tempted. Um, the, the coaching matchup is fascinating with Shanahan versus LaFleur. These guys are like best friends. They've worked together for three or four different teams. They know each other like the back of each other's hands. I think they're, they're two and two against each other uh, in, in their brief stint as, as head coaches. Um, so there's lots of kind of uh, wild cards like that. Uh, the, the thing that gives me pause is the fourth quarter of, of the Niners-Cowboys game. And boy, did Shanahan and Garoppolo try to blow that game. And, you know, yep. Jimmy with a bad pick. Kyle Shanahan coaching tight again in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, the, the Packers haven't really blown anyone away this year for the most part. Their point differential is like middle of the pack for a team that's the number one seed in 13-3. and three. They don't have the best point differential by any stretch. Um, but they've just been steady, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't make mistakes, and he does make the big throw in crunch time when you need it. And the fact that it's in Lambeau and it's going to be, you know, single-digit, negative degree Saturday night, I, I still am I'm going to take the Packers. But it is tempting to take the Niners, and I think it's going to be a terrific game on Saturday night. I agree, I agree with you. It is going to be a terrific, terrific football game. Um, is Tampa in trouble? They are. Uh, I don't love. I don't love the fact that Brady, two of his offensive linemen, are hurt. And this is obviously obviously an offense. They don't have Godwin or Antonio Brown. They're still kind of figuring things out. Uh, they are getting healthier on both sides. They are getting guys back, but they're still kind of working guys in. That said, uh, and and, out, and also, you know, they already lost this Rams team, and the Rams weren't they the team that broke Gronkowski's ribs too? Like that was a real physical game for the Bucks. Uh, and, and the Rams really brought it. You know, that said, I don't love how the Rams are playing right now either, uh, and they're not going to have their left tackle. They're not going to have Whitworth. Um, you know, they, they had a bad loss in Week 18 to the Niners where they blew up a big halftime lead. They struggled to put away the Ravens. And even last week against the Cardinals, there were a lot of punts, not the most efficient offense. It was really about Kyler Murray throwing picks and just looking terrible. Um, so, you know, the Rams, I still think they miss Robert Woods. I still think the defense isn't, or excuse me, the offense isn't clicking the way it did when Robert Woods was healthy. Odell Beckham is figuring things out, but uh, it's just not the same. And so I still like the Bucks at home to, to get their revenge on the Rams and, and to pull off this win. But uh, another matchup that is a little tough to dissect because neither team is, is fully healthy right now. And, like, you have concerns about both sides uh, of this matchup. Okay, let's talk some of these these coaching hires. Fair to say, when the assistant GM from Buffalo goes to the Giants, that Brian and they need somebody to work with their quarterback, and Brian Dayball has done amazing things with Josh Allen. That Brian Dayball becomes the guy with the Giants. It, it certainly would make a lot of sense. Um, Dayball's you know involved heavily with a lot of these teams right now, the Bears and Dolphins, and who knows what other teams. 
And I think he's just done a terrific job with Josh Allen the last few years. So, yeah, if you're a team with a young quarterback like a, a Daniel Jones, that makes sense. Or I, I just think in general, I think he's a great offensive coach. Look, maybe the Giants, maybe they're planning on making a big run at Russell Wilson. So I, I don't know if it's necessarily about Daniel Jones. Uh, I agree with the point you made before that if they don't hire Dable, um, it, it certainly would raise an eyebrow because of the connection with the GM there from Buffalo. You know, that said, we don't really know how much power Joe Shane truly has over the hire. Maybe he, you know, maybe he does get to make the hire, but maybe the Giants tell him, hey, we want a defense first coach or we want this. And maybe Brian Dable doesn't necessarily, you know, fit that puzzle piece. But uh, I, I'm, I'm surprised that Dable didn't get a job last year. I think he's done a, just an outstanding job with that offense. Um, he's, he's succeeded as an offensive coordinator kind of wherever he's been. Like, remember Peyton Hillis had that big year for the Browns. Dable was his offensive coordinator. And, and he also worked at Alabama. He's worked at the college level. So he's just got a lot of different experience. And I would be surprised if he didn't get a head job this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the idea of hiring Josh McCown in, in Houston, is that real? It would be. I think. I think they'd get a call from the league office. Like, please do not do this. It would not be a good look to, you know, for a team that has had some issues with uh, being accused of, of racial statements and things like that from the owners and, and some uncomfortable things in the organization. For them to fire their black coach after one year and hire a guy who has never coached on any level, Josh McCown, to be a head coach. I know he's had a long, long career, and I'm sure he's a terrific coach and, and all that. But, man, it would be a terrible look for the Texans and for the league, and I think the league would beg the Texans not to do that. Um, you know, it's weird. It's like Nick Casario is kind of – I, I tweeted this before, and a lot of Texans fans didn't like this, but I think it's 100% true. Casario is kind of the shadow coach there anyway. You know, he's the GM, but – he, you know, like like it with the Patriots, he participates in practice. You know, he's there doing the drills during the every day in practice, and he sits in the coach's box with the headset on during the game. So he's basically the shadow coach. Um, so to me, it does kind of make sense that you would hire someone like Josh McCown, who would just be happy to have the job and just kind of will do whatever Nick Casario kind of tells him to do. Um, I I kind of think that's the way that the Texans are set up right now. Casario, I don't think he's micromanaging every third and sixth decision, but it's his show, and I think they're going to hire someone who's willing to put his vision into effect. Hmm. Hmm. Um, what's the best job that's out there? <laughs> None. I mean, they all stink. <laughs> um, there's a reason they're open. And these are the same jobs that are always open. Like Chicago, it's just like a black hole right now. Um, Miami, they fire their coach every two or three years, no matter if he wins or not. Um, I guess the Vikings uh, and probably the Broncos are, are the two most stable situations. Neither has a great quarterback situation. The Vikings have one more year of Kirk Cousins at a ridiculous contract. The new coach can maybe put up with one more year of Cousins, and then they can figure out what to do at quarterback. And the Broncos haven't been able to find one for years. But uh, and that's a team also that's you know going to be sold pretty soon, so who knows. But just overall, I think organizationally the Broncos and the Vikings are probably the best places to work and the most stable. I mean, I wouldn't want that Dolphins job. They fire their coach every two years. Brian Flores did not deserve to be fired this past time. Um, so that, that organization's a mess. You know, the Giants, yeah, probably a good job, but they've been a, a total disaster firing their coaches every two years. Um, there's a reason these jobs keep coming open. These organizations are a mess. They don't have quarterbacks. So none of these are great jobs right now, and they all kind of come with a buyer beware sticker. So it's 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 a it's a great point. If if I were to hold a gun to your head, who's in the Super Bowl? 
Well, I'd said Bills and Packers before the season, and I picked the Bills to win it all. So I'm not going to back off that now. Um, give me the Buffalo Bills, team of destiny. Got to love what Josh Allen's doing right now. Uh, although I'm concerned, he only has played well against the Patriots. If you look at his games down the stretch, he's only played well against the Patriots, and he struggled against the other teams. But uh, let's stick with Bills, Packers, uh, two small market teams taking over L.A. for the Super Bowl. Will there be a um, a device thrown on the field at <laughs> SoFi if the Bills reach the Super Bowl? A um, device, if you will? Yes. Um, I'm going to say no. Security for the Super Bowl is a little tighter than it was for a Saturday night in Buffalo. But, uh, yeah, I've been to a few. Who's the guy who sneaks that in? Who's the guy who sneaks that in? That's what I want to (laughs) know. Yeah, at the Super Bowl, that's probably a tough sell. But uh, you never know what you're going to get in Buffalo. It is the Bills Mafia. They They are very unique. Ben, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Dougie. Ben Volan, of course, a senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. Coming off a wild card weekend, I went 6-1. and one. So, got four games. Going to give you four winners. That's upcoming next. Speaking of games. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Some of you guys got to come in the studio and take this uh, Kettle Brand crinkle cut salt and pepper, fresh ground pepper chips from me. Just you're going to have to take them out of my hands. They're, They're so good. So good. Has me thinking I'm crazy, but I'm not really crazy. Don't believe me? Speaking of crazy, but not really crazy, Antonio Brown says he does not have mental health issues. If we all players and we all saying we care about mental health, why every time something happened bad or how someone react, oh, he's crazy, there's something wrong with his mental health. It's nothing wrong with my mental health. I'm not passive aggressive. B. Muscle said he was going to be passive aggressive, listen to a guy, tell him, get the F out of here, when the guy already said he never wanted you, whatever, whatever. Um, okay, listen, I actually can, I actually speak crazy and when, it, and there's, there's two types of crazy, right? There's, he's crazy, which I, to me, the mental health issue, and I agree, there's nothing wrong with his mental health. He's not, he's an egomaniac. Um, but he's not crazy. He's not like mentally disturbed on a level. It's not like something changed in his um, in his brain chemistry that a normally sane person lost it, right? Every, we all know people who have gone through depression, bouts with depression, anxiety. Uh, sometimes you have PTSD for something else in your life, right? And then it rears its ugly head or there are people that are bipolar, that they're one person like, no, this is Antonio Brown. He's the same guy. There's no, there's no change in behavior. Why? He asked the question, why do, we, why do people say that? Because they want to make an excuse for when you're acting like an a-hole. That's why. <laughs> right? Because I don't remember a guy stripping down to his skibbies and giving people the finger and running off the field in the middle of a game when he played with Tom Brady. Anybody else remember that time? But he did let you in on a little secret. Bruce Arians didn't want him, never wanted him, and probably said, I didn't want you. And it was Tom Brady that wanted him. And when he gave him the opportunity, he cut him. I get it. 
Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. you got to be 21, present in Colorado, Indiana, Illinois, or Pennsylvania to play. Let's get to the picks. I want winners. Well, we got them. Touchdown! Five NFL, five college. Five on three. One, two, three. Five. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's go, five. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Bengals take on the Titans. Uh, the, 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 the Titans are a three-and-a-half-point favorite playing at home against the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. Um, the week off obviously really helps the Titans as it allows them to get another week of prepping with Derrick Henry, gets everybody essentially healthy against the Bengals team that uh, beat the Raiders 26-19 at home. One, kept the score low. I, I think their defense is a little bit underrated to be honest with you. Uh, this is a Bengals team that, you know, they played uh, head up with, with the Packers. Uh, they beat the Raiders twice. Um, beat the Chiefs at home. But I'm, I'm, I'm not buying that they're going to be able to beat the, the Titans. Uh, this is a very good Titans team that has had to play with and without Derrick Henry and all in, they end up getting home field advantage, the number one seed. I think they're expertly coached. Um, I like the Titans to win, the Titans to cover. I just, I, I think this, the, the, the fact is, I also think it'll be a low scoring game. I'm very, very tempted to say the under, you know, at 47 and a half. That, that over underline, by the way, the total is more than the Packers Niners that have, you know, Part of it is the Bengals do have a bunch of weaponry. Uh, I think the Titans lines win this game. Their defensive line against the Bengals offensive line and vice versa. I like the Titans to win. I like the under. Packers taking on the Niners. This one's a hard one because I thought Ben Volan did a great job of pointing out that even though the Packers have been very good this year, it's not like they're putting up uh, half a hundred on teams. You know? I mean, they allowed the Browns that were super depleted to hang around. They allowed the Ravens that weren't a playoff team, and they, they had Tyler Huntley to come back. They were up two touchdowns. Um, you know, they lost to the Vikings. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this one because they, the Packers, you feel like, should be a bigger favorite. But I think they're not because of everybody's respect for the Niners. And the Niners are going to have Nick Bosa. That's big. That's big. How does he play coming off the concussion? Don't know. Um, Packers win the game. God, five and a half seems like a lot of points, but I'm going to take the Packers at home. The healthiest they have been in the playoffs in a long time, maybe ever, ever in terms of they didn't just get players back. They got very good players back and they have Aaron Rodgers and it's a team they've beaten and it's a team that eliminated them from the playoffs two years ago. I got the Packers to win and cover. Tampa is a two and a half point favorite at home. Andrew Whitworth's out for the Rams. That's a big loss. Tristan Wirfs, as of now, is questionable. That's not doubtful for the Buccaneers. Uh, but I like this Rams team in how they're constructed. Right? In order to beat Tom Brady, or to beat Tom Brady, you got to be able to get after him with four. This is an outstanding pass rush. I don't know if they can run the football. Um, especially against the Tampa defensive front that few get to run the football against, but they can throw it. And the the defensive backfield is not great 
for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now that Odell Beckham Jr. is playing well, I like the Rams to win and cover. Take the Rams. Bills taking on the Chiefs. God, it's hard to it's hard to say, hey, I pick against Pat Mahomes, isn't it? But I've seen teams, uh, lesser teams, compete against, against the Chiefs. This one's so hard. Bills without their top cornerback. You feel like the Chiefs at some point going to make them pay. Andy Reid against his former assistant, a guy he, by the way, had to fire in Sean McDermott. I'm going to take the Bills. I'm going to take the Bills. So, taking the home teams to win and cover on Saturday, take the road teams to win and cover as dogs on Sunday. Those are the picks. Five on three. One, two, three. There it is. Five NFL. Let's go, five. Five college. Five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Um, Dr. Robert 333 says substance abuse has to have something to do with Antonio Brown's behavior. No, dude, I just think he's, that's who he is, bro. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Uh, yeah, I had, I had good picks this year. 61%. We'll see if that, that sucker gets ruined. Uh, buyer, you got the Sunday show, right? The, the that Sunday is correct. Show? Yes. So Exciting. we, we will be. Uh, at the end of Rams and Buccaneers, we'll be on the air, 5 o'clock uh, Eastern time, and then uh, Bills and Chiefs to follow. Thank you, you very like? much. Who do you like? I I like the Rams against the Buccaneers. Me too. Yeah, I, I, I do, and I, I like Kansas City to beat Buffalo on that Sunday. I just – I think it's difficult to beat a team twice – and in saying that, that would mean the Rams would beat the Buccaneers twice. But I do think that the Buccaneers' offensive line, if they don't have Jensen, if they don't have Wirfs, is going to be quite a quite a tough thing to overcome with how that uh, with how the Rams can get after you with Aaron Donald and uh, Von Miller and yeah. So I, I like in the Sunday games, I'll take the Rams and I'll take the Chiefs. All right, what about Saturday? <sighs> I'm going to take Green Bay and I'm going to take Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah, upset. yeah. I thought I like I like Cincinnati. I just have a hard time. Like, I get it. I just Tennessee feels like they're built for 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 the playoffs, you know. And I I think Brable's awesome. Um, there's there's something about Tennessee that leads me to think they're better than the perception of them is. I mean, I don't know. I would the one of the things that I would like about Tennessee if I were to pick them is with the week off, I think a team that runs the football doesn't have as much of a hangover with timing and just getting in the flow, like just, you know, walking back and handing the ball to Derrick Henry or Dante Foreman would be uh, pretty easy to uh, to get into the rhythm of. So I do think that – I don't think the layoff will hurt Tennessee. I just think uh, – I think the Bengals are going in with absolutely nothing to lose. And uh, I love their attitude after they beat the Raiders uh, where they had more work to do. And I think that they'll be able to uh, uh, to put some points up. The question actually is, I don't think it's as much of Cincinnati stopping Derrick Henry. It's can the Bengals offensive line keep Joe Burrow clean? That's Correct. the biggest. That, that's that's actually my question. I, I think the answer is no. I know he can get rid of the football, and they have a lot of options. Uh, but, I, I you know, the, the answer being no, you know, that he's going to have to get rid of it quick. And this is just a different level. You know, it's different. The, the Raiders were a playing well, and they were a hot team, but they didn't have the level of talent for playoff teams because of all the injuries and everything that they had to go through. That's not the case with Tennessee. 
Uh, really quickly, Russell Westbrook finally talked about uh, being benched against the uh, against the Pacers. "Quote: uh, He's got he's he remains undeterred." This is what he told Agent Wojnarowski. He's got a figure um, s bomb out, and what's best for our team to win in the long run. I want to be able to be on the floor to help my teammates, be able to help our team win games. But that dis- that was a decision that was made. Uh, ESPN reported on Thursday that the coaching staff and management had authorization to bench Westbrook in the telltale minutes of a game, and Frank Vogel told reporters that he had, quote, played the guys he thought he could win. Westbrook said, ultimately, you've got to be okay when stuff, he didn't say stuff, doesn't go well, and I'm okay. I've done everything I've uh, that's been asked of me here. I'll continue to do so and ride this thing out toward our ultimate goal, and that's to win a championship. We obviously haven't been fully healthy, but I'm committed to making this thing work. The communication is there with everybody in the organization to make this thing work, to make this team, uh, we all want to make it in the future. I've accepted everything that's been asked of me. I've tried to do my best to my ability, and I'm not the ultimate decision maker of if it's working or if it's not working. I'm okay with sacrificing some things I've been able to do to win this to uh, uh, in this game to win because that's the most important part of the game. I've done everything they've asked me to do at this point. You know, um, that, that actually is a great response. Now, I don't know if he's done everything they've asked him to do. I've, I've been told by some people in the organization that it's not that he doesn't do what he wants to do. He's just kind of in his own world. He's kind of in his own space and a little bit in his own head. I'm I'm sure, you know, you think you're an LA kid, you think of being a Laker your whole life. You've been the MVP. You think it's going to go differently than it does. It's not going well. You'll think you'll be embraced by your hometown. You have not been. And you're struggling and the struggles seem to be getting worse. Anybody gets in their own head. But that was not a response that's pushed back against Frank. I've been told Frank is is plenty safe for this year. And I think that Russell Westbrook is reiterating, like, look, I, I just want to make it work. Which is the great response, because that's all really that matters. Hey, man, we just find a way to win. And you really, if you're Lakers, it's fair. You don't know what you have because they still haven't had everybody healthy. Even when they had Anthony Davis and LeBron early in the year, they didn't have a reason. They didn't have some of those other pieces. Ultimately, they will be there. Now, this doesn't mean that everything is copacetic and it's perfect and, you know, and, and that, that there's no controversy and it's done. But if you take a snapshot of today, I believe what he's saying as, is to be real. He talked about the communication being good. I actually think, and I did find it interesting that Frank Vogel had to ask, hey, can I, can I bench him at the end of the game? We allowed to do this. You got to run that up the food chain? That part is weird. 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 He was surprised he didn't go back in. Quote, I was disappointed I didn't go back in, but I'm more disappointed that we lost the damn game. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, coming up next, could the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday, be on the move? That's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real... 
I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day this time, especially on a Friday, we want to get you caught up on all the stories, right? You're cruising around, whether it's 548 on the east. You listen to us in the mountain time zone. We're big in the mountain time zone, 348. We're listening on the west coast. You're ready for the weekend. But you want to know everything going on? Let's get to the press. The press. D B. Dan Beyer, what do you have? Doug, did you hear that we uh we broke Reddit yesterday? Well, we didn't no. break Reddit, but we uh we appeared uh, from our show. Our helmet draft playoff edition made Reddit. And wow. Bo Benson, who's been sitting in the chair, uh kind of yeah, I don't know if you stumbled upon this, but yeah, we made Reddit yesterday for game time. Is that a good? Th- that seems like a good thing. Yeah, right? I think so. Bo, Reddit, how did, how did like you the message board of the people? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I stumbled across it on the uh, the Bengals fans. They were very happy that the Bengals helmets were taken first overall. So it sounds like uh, Bengals Nation is behind the Doug Gottlieb show now. Well, look, listen, I've been a, I've been. A, there was talk before at the start of the year, that, like they want Zach Taylor gone, right? Remember, he struggled to connect some, and I told you that first year is really tricky. So I've been a Zach Taylor guy previously, but re- regardless of that. Uh, this has nothing to do with whether or not we like the Bengals. Not. The helmets are awesome. Yes. They're, they're, they're awesome. Um, personally, I like the helmets with the orange uni and the white. Do you go britches? Do you go bottoms? I don't know what you Pants. do. Pants. <laughs> depending on uh, which, which is your favorite flavor there, Bayer? I like they're all black, like with the black jerseys and the black top and the, the, the their helmet. I think that works. That's what I like of the Bengals. Okay. Good enough. Yeah. Good enough. And and uh, the Titans fans apparently not happy that they were last in our draft. But hey, at least you were drafted. That's all that you could say. You weren't a you weren't a free agent. <laughs> what, what, what do you what do you mean? I, I they they made it by we had eight picks. There are eight teams in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's tr- I know. I mean, they're but, pretty unimaginative. If if it was the old Euler logo, the old yeah. Euler, that would have. Right. And and that's the funny thing is the Titans a couple of years ago when they made the change, like they were touting like, look out, like this is something radical. And all they did was kind of update their uniforms and change their helmet from white to the Navy that it is now. Did they always but now did they always set the flame back when it was white? Yeah. Yep. OK. Yeah. That's part of it as well. So that's hey. And, and for the people who you just know, white helmet teams don't win the Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize that. Maybe what? Track it. The Baltimore Colts would be the what? Only one. Super Bowl time. Uh, the the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah, that's yeah, that's that'd be that'd be right. But it's been a long time. It's been a while. Not a lot of white helmets in the National Football League. No, that's anymore. also. But yeah. but there were white helmet teams that would always fall by the wayside. Correct. So. That's true. All right, go go with real quick with the press, and I'll, I'll give you the, the research on the helmet. All right, Super Bowl petition, Doug, you could get behind this because I know that you've been all for this. All the 18-year-old this. Frank Ruggeri of Palm Bay, Florida. Hey, has, Frankie, yes, how you doing? Started a petition that His has now garnered 80,000 signatures 
of moving Super Bowl Sunday to Super Bowl Saturday so no. people can have that Sunday no. off from no. work. Yeah. Well, I like Super Bowl Saturday, but if it's going to be Sunday, do it President's Day weekend. That's... Yeah, that that with the new schedule, and if it ever moves to eighteen games, I think that that would work. I think sometimes the calendar could could aid that for the National Football League. Make that uh, President's Day though is a little later this year, I believe. It's, so this year it's later, but in future years it, it could it could it could line up. That, but yes, I the whole idea is Sunday. You want Sunday because a better view, TV viewing day, right? Just fits. Mm-hmm. But you had the Monday off, so they're like, you know, because. I mean, I remember the Patriots comeback. We were living on the East Coast. My kids had to go to bed. They had school the next day. And they were like, wake me up if the Patriots come back. And I was like, eh, it's one touchdown. Eh, it's two touchdowns. They're like, man, now do I wake them up? I did not wake them up. The oh. next morning I woke them up. Guess who won? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, Hayes. Uh, we've got some news just in on the NFL that nope. uh, the Ravens, a defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, have parted ways. Wow. So the Ravens will be looking for a new defensive coordinator. Wow. So Usually the- Ravens defense coordinator is a grooming spot for a head coaching job, right? Like every guy who's been there has left has gotten a head coaching job. Wink won a head coaching job, never got one. Now he's gone. The master of the zero blitz. Ben McAdoo is back in the NFL. The former Giants head coach hired as the Panthers offensive coordinator. Uh, I- he was Before that, he was the Packers offensive coordinator. Decent at it. He was he was I, I think this fits because it's difficult to put a guy in there if Matt Rule doesn't last. Yes. But it allows McAdoo to kind of re energize who he is if he has success and then could stay in Carolina or could go uh somewhere else. Broncos wrapping up their tenth and final head coaching interview today. It's Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bienemy, but ten interviews with the Denver Broncos. Well, Bienemy, of course, played college football at Colorado, yep. was an assistant at Colorado. I think Minnesota is the one where they may be they're circling in on uh, one of the uh, one of the Kansas City uh, guys in the GM, I think that that's a more likely destination. And finally, Doug, this note from college football: Travis Dye transferring from Oregon is now going to go to USC. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, a- to go in conference, I I don't I'm not down with the in conference, but good for USC. They're playing the game and winning. And that is the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. So our picks are out there, okay? You're going to have yourself a great football weekend, and we'll have our championship game weekend um, all, uh, all, all ready for you. All ready for you. So uh, I'll get you some college basketball picks if you follow me on social media. You can always link up with the show and listen to the Doug Gottlieb Show page on Facebook, um, also on Instagram, and on Twitter. And on Twitter, man, I'm ready. Four games, two days. Enjoy. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show.